Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Please take your seats quickly, ladies and gentlemen. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to The Passing Shot with Joel and Kim, the tennis podcast by fans. On today's Passing Shot Meets, we chat with Lewis, founder of the Tennis Live Scores app. Kim back with another passing shot meets and this time our guest I feel is very much in the similar vein to us helping tennis fans stay on top what feels like an endless endless amount of tournaments on the ATP and WTA tours. Absolutely Joel we're very pleased to have uh, another special guest on today for our passing shot meets episode and that is Lewis who founded the tennis live scores app uh, earlier this season to help tennis fans like <laughs> you and me and all our listeners uh, so welcome on to the show Lewis um, I do believe you're joining us from quite far away today so uh, how are you doing this, this morning I believe it is for you. Yeah, good, thanks. Yeah, no, it's 8am down here, so it's a bit of a tricky time zone to deal with, especially <laughs> with people in the UK, but like I was saying earlier, I've got, I've got a big coffee loaded up, so ready to go. Oh, fantastic. Thank you so much for, for getting up early to uh, to meet with us. I'm sure all our listeners will appreciate that. And I think you actually are um, our most distant guest globally or geographically. So um, it's exciting. We're making the passing shot uh, more global with each passing day. Um, so before we get into kind of the business of the episode, I suppose, I just wonder if you could tell us and, your, and our listeners uh, a bit more about about yourself, about maybe uh, your background and, and what led you essentially to create a new live scores app for, for tennis? Yeah, for sure. So born in New Zealand, um, actually went over to Australia and lived there for seven years for um, university. So studied um, mechanical and aerospace engineering, which was a bit different to what I'm doing now. Um, but yeah, so stayed over there for seven years and then just over the last few years have actually been sort of working in the app space, um, working on a few concepts um, with a team up in Los Angeles. Um, and then, yeah, I've been back in New Zealand for the last two years and sort of been locked down here um, during the pandemic. And yeah, at the start of this year, I think was like everyone else got that message on the um, old app that it wasn't <laughs> going to work from 2021. Um, and it was just, I guess, kind of a perfect storm of, deciding on that day you know you know do i do i want to build a replacement for this um and my gut feel was that something was going to be needed based on you know the other apps that were out there in the market so got to it got it out and you know i've just been really stoked with i guess how people have received it and you know the the intention of it really was just you know to help out you know a few people stay across the live scores because there is so much tennis but um it's really picked up beyond i guess what i really had imagined I mean, just going back to that moment when you kind of got the the notification, like all of us did, that the you know the ATP and WTA live scores that was going to cease to exist. Were you, were you kind of thinking, you know, this is an opportunity for you know this is crying out for someone to 
come in and really kind of own it you know with a, a new app or w- were you kind of a bit more sort of emotional in the sense of like i can't believe they're doing this that was like the one good thing <laughs> that i had on my phone what was that your kind of emotions going through because because i know for myself i was a bit sort of i was a bit surprised because i i genuinely thought that was a really good sort of piece of tech that i went on my phone and used pretty much on a, on a daily basis yeah, and, and so, like, I'd had it on my phone, I think, since I had, like, a smartphone. So, like, I'm, you know, at the core a huge tennis fan. I've played tennis all my life and followed tennis, you know, as long as I can remember. And that was always the app that I used. And, yeah, I think it was on, like, Christmas Eve my time. I got the message. And I was just a bit confused um, given how popular that app was among, I guess, you know, super fans in tennis. Um, but yeah, certainly, I mean, it was more of an emotional decision in the sense that, you know, something had to replace it. Um, and I was fortunate that, you know, I had the sort of, I guess the tools, um, to do it. Um, so yeah, it, it really was just a case of trying to get something out to replace it. And then, you know, after the Australian Open started to see that, you know, maybe there is an opportunity here to sort of take it a bit further and, you know, build something that people maybe have been asking for, for, for a while. Yeah. I'd have to say as much as I loved the old, uh, Live scores app. I think tennis is a definite step up in the game because you know it has so much more and and obviously the ATP brought out their own app and the WTA kind of followed suit eventually. But you know what is it about tennis about your app that makes the difference? Like why should a tennis fan essentially download your one above above other live scores app that are kind of on the market? Yeah, I think I think at the core of it, it's a couple of things. The first is that the sort of um, the usability of it in terms of the user experience is really simple and straightforward. It's very you know consistent with the old apps that people going into it know exactly where to go to find things. Um, but I think the the other key thing is really the level of coverage in there. So it's not just ATP, WTA challenges. It's now got ITF and it's also got the slams. Um, we've also got exhibitions. So you know, Ultimate Tennis Showdown next week. We've got coverage for that. Um, so, you know, I was sort of mapping it out at the start of this year, all the different apps you'd have to have downloaded to, you know, follow the slams, the tour, the ITF and exhibitions. And it was sort of more than a handful of apps. And we've been able to really nail that down into one solid app. Yeah, it's interesting you talk about level of coverage because I do feel in the the tennis calendar there is just so many tournaments out there now, and it's not just the tours. You've got exhibitions, you've got grand slams, and when it comes to apps, it can just it can just kind of you know take over your phone. And I remember as good as kind of the ATP and WTA Live Scores app, as good as it was, it didn't do grand slams, and you always found yourself in that sort of situation of downloading the Australian Open app for for two weeks and then deleting it, and then downloading the Wimbledon app for, for two weeks and then deleting it. And I think what's so good about the the Tennis Live Scores app is the fact that it's, it is literally all in one place and you don't have to go through all that sort of admin, I guess, um, that comes with, you know, being being a fan. It just makes it a lot, a lot simpler. I mean, did you feel like, do you feel like that was sort of a, you know, really important kind of thing to do was that sort of convenience given that, you know, let's be honest, tennis is quite a fractured sport in the way it is sort of, set up it was all sort of kind of bringing all these jigsaw pieces together yeah absolutely and i think like the key thing is trying to bring all of tennis into one place and you know that as a general statement probably actually isn't possible because there's so much but <laughs> trying to bring the key parts of tennis and like like i was saying you know i love that old app but there were things that you know i felt for a while that maybe could have come into it that hadn't and we're sort of now in the process of bringing that in and trying to you know bring together a more complete picture of what pro tennis is and um, with with regards to the app, um, you know, what features 
are are you trying to bring in? I know obviously you've come a long way since since it you know you first started it up at the start of the year, and already it's you know there's already like new features that I've noticed as I've been using it. And what is um what are the key things that you have done to really elevate it, and and what are the key things that you're kind of currently working on to take it again to the next level? Yeah, so I think the first thing was bringing in the ITF coverage. Um, so that we did pretty early on when we switched our data provider. Um, just because there were a lot of people um, who follow tennis really in depth who were also really um, really into that level of, you know, finding, you know, players who are sort of up and coming and sort of seeing them go through that journey into challenges and then through to, you know, the tour level. Um, and the other key thing has been that stream functionality. So basically there's, you know, there's a ton of really awesome tennis creators in the form of, you know, like yourselves and podcasts, um, people who do YouTube videos, people who do YouTube live watch alongs, um, news articles as well. There's like all this amazing content out there, but there never really was a, I guess, an easy way for people to, you know, not only discover it, but also engage with it regularly. And, you know, I'm sure you guys would understand that it's really hard for groups on, you know, platforms like Apple podcasts to sort of break through and, you know, build an audience when those platforms are so saturated. So um, it just felt like a, a good opportunity to sort of bring them all into one place. You know, we know that everyone on tennis loves tennis. And I think saying loves tennis is probably an understatement. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it just made sense to sort of bring those people in and sort of not only bring in, you know, the established groups, but also give a platform for a sort of up and coming groups. You know, there's some things like Gen Z podcasts, um, coming out of the USA, which I think are really cool, and you know, just giving them a bit of visibility. It's uh, it's really it's really interesting because there is a lot of you know the coverage is and the presentation of of tennis has definitely evolved. I think, and there's a lot more sort of a variety of voices. It's not just sort of ex pros and uh, you know people from the tennis world anymore. It goes beyond that, and it is going towards more towards kind of fan I think point of views and and how kind of important was that to you in terms of getting across those those voices that in essence you know without your app it, you know those voices might not necessarily have been been heard so easily yeah and I, I think the key thing for me and sort of the way um, we approach a few different things is that it's not one size fits all for tennis um, it certainly isn't for, you know, any other sport. And I don't believe tennis is any different in the sense that the sort of experience that people want to have when following tennis is very different for different people. Um, so some people, you know, enjoy that sort of more traditional broadcasting experience. And, you know, some other people, um, are looking for more of a casual entertainment sort of format. Um, so, you know, when I came across, you know, these guys who are doing the sort of live watch along, so like Cam Williams, um, the guys at Game to Love, um, they just brought, I guess, a different approach to tennis that I really enjoyed and, you know, a way to potentially engage different people with live tennis. So, you know, sometimes a match might not be all that great, but if you have, you know, entertaining commentary, then it sort of adds up to create a really compelling, you know, thing to watch. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, you're speaking about kind of, you know, looking at you know what's out there and I guess, was there a little bit of like a, a research phase and sort of talking to other fans and kind of getting their kind of opinions when you were sort of you know building the app and understanding kind of yes that you know 
the ATP and WTA live scores app, it was good. But did you kind of go out there and ask kind of fans what they wanted and, you know, making sure it felt kind of really, you know, customer centric and it wasn't just about having information. It was sort of making sure that it really kind of was going to resonate, you know, with all the features, it was going to really resonate with with proper fans. Mm, yeah. So I, I mean, the key thing is for me is that I've been sort of in tennis apps in terms of using all of them for, you know, I guess since apps existed. Um, <laughs> so I have always been, you know, fairly across what's out there, what's working and, you know, general sort of, I guess, usage across those apps. Um, given how quickly the sort of um, that old app was sunset, there wasn't really an opportunity or time to um, go out and do what would be sort of a textbook customer research um, program. But I think, at the core of it, you know, we've sort of trusted our gut on, um, you know, firstly the premise of, you know, trying to just replace what existed. Um, and then from there, you know, figuring out what's needed in the app and sort of what are um, the pitfalls of the old ways that things were done and sort of what are the opportunities to bring in new things that could engage fans. So, um, yeah, certainly across everything that's happening in the space. But, yeah, I think – being built by fans which is sort of at the core of you know what we do we do sort of really trust our gut on sort of some of the things that we're bringing out yeah and it's it's very much by fans for fans which we love uh here at passing shot hq as well and i mean i'm a very untechnical person um i mean i i use apps i you know i love the ta- the tennis app obviously um and i'm ofe and i know how to get my way around but when it comes to building an app i wouldn't have the foggiest clue where to start so how long does it actually take to build an app you know from when you first thought right i'm going to do this to actually getting it like on the market for people to download like how how long did that actually take <laughs> yeah so for this one it was a really rushed job just because so i think the message came out christmas eve and we started building it that night wow well, christmas day yeah um yeah. <laughs> merry christmas um but i mean it was a great present for all the fans to be fair <laughs> yeah. well the thing was that you know we knew dalray beach was probably going to be the time where people really started looking for a replacement app so it was kind of a rush to get it out by that point um so i think that was probably about a three-week period where we got the first build out um and, you know, in hindsight, I look at it and cringe, but it was really important that we got that version out straight away. So people knew there was something, you know, that was going to replace the app. Um, and then really after that, it was a period of sort of a month of nailing out, you know, key bugs, bringing in a couple of features that needed to be there and sort of stabilizing the app before we could then go, okay, we're here. Um, this seems to be working. Let's now figure out, I guess, what the ne- next uh, pathway is. And was that just you or do you kind of speak to someone? Uh, are, are you the guy who actually actually makes the app and does all the coding or the, the build development? Or are you kind of in contact with like a team to help you put your vision together? Yeah, so we have a team in terms of, um, so like I was saying before, the team sort of up in Los Angeles that I work up with. Um, but I am the one who actually does the actual coding itself. Um, so it means, you know, if I, if I want something to get done quickly, I guess I just have to tell myself to do it. Um, (laughs) but yeah, so it is certainly me doing the coding, but yeah, there's a few other people involved with this one. And just kind of talking about, you know, you obviously time was a massive, uh, you know, obstacle for you in terms of there was not much of it. Uh, given the I mean the tennis season is is kind of crazy quick and it comes around so quickly I mean were there any other sort of challenges that you had in terms of getting it ready you know for market as as well as time was you know I don't know resource or 
getting all the information ready what were kind of the were there any other sort of challenges that uh you were kind of facing yeah i mean the biggest challenge i found is personally um the availability of tennis data so the uh, data provider we use now sport radar is sort of i guess the gold standard for sport data um we weren't using them initially because they are quite a bit more expensive um and i guess the issue i was having initially was that you know, the data we were getting from our previous data provider had sort of, you know, live scores and scheduled times and everything like that. But it didn't give us things that are really important for context, like seeds, court allocations and everything like that. So when that app first came out, I was manually having to add in, you know, the court names, the seeds and stuff like that. And it was a really onerous, especially during the Australian Open first round, when you have 128 singles matches. Um it was a really onerous process, but slowly over time, you know, the data has got a lot better and, you know, the process has got a bit more automated. Um, so it's starting to become a bit more manageable this end. I have to say, I, w- I wish in my day job that things happened and developed as speedily as they <laughs> uh, they have with the app. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I have just one question, Lewis. Um, the, the app is, is called Tennis, but that's spelt T-N-N-S. Uh, where did the idea for that name and that spelling of the, of the name come from? Is there any uh, particular like reason for that? It was just like, it was really just trying to quickly come up with something. Um, and so, you know, it's um, not uncommon for sort of, you know, words without vowels to be put in. And, you know, the, I guess the key thing for us was really actually just having the concept of tennis live um, mm-hmm. on the icon. And so the word tennis took up too much space. So we just removed the vowels. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I, I really like the symmetry though, because it's a four letter word. I like the two ends in the middle. So oh, um, yeah. that kind of appeals to my, my brain. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, how's the feedback gone that you've received from fans? Like since, you know, we kind of came out and went live, do you get a lot of like comments on social media or any, any, you know, can fans contact you to, to kind of say, I'd really like this um you know to give ideas for the future of the app yeah absolutely so we do a lot of our discussion through twitter um so i actually didn't really use twitter um i don't use twitter personally outside of this but do use it a lot for um for tennis and so yeah we get a lot of feedback and it's um become a really valuable i guess feedback loop for us in the sense that you know we release something um and people will you know shout out to us you know it's at download tennis the full word tennis um on Twitter, um, if you know something's not working, or if there's something they really like, um, but yeah, I mean, especially when we initially launched, you know, the feedback was really, really um, positive, and we were really stoked with that. Um, just in the sense that you know we weren't really sure whether it was going to hit the mark or not. Um, so to see people pick it up and really run with it was really um, promising for us. And in terms of kind of the, you know, the features on it, it's obviously a lot more than just kind of live scores. There's lots of, you know, different tam- tabs available. You've got kind of the match predictor as well. Uh, do you have any, as a, as, a, as a tennis fan yourself, have you got any sort of features that you are sort of really proud of or you find, you know, um, your sort of most, your most popular ones that you really like uh, having in the app that kind of really kind of brings that immersion with, uh, you know, fans and, and making them feel you know, closer and more involved in the in the matches yeah i really there's a couple of them i really like the stream tab um just in terms of you know you've got the scores but then there's a whole lot of other mm. content you can engage with um and sort of following on from that um one of the things that i personally really like is it's just been turned on again in the last couple of days is the highlights on match cards so 
if you're sort of scrolling through the results from Geneva this week and um, I don't know, you see, you know, the Federer match and you want to watch the highlights. If the highlights are available, they sort of automatically flow in there and you can just tap a highlights button to start watching them. Um, but yeah, the other one would definitely be the live PDF draws. So um, an absolute nightmare to develop. Um, but I think absolutely worth it in the sense that we now have these draws that, you know, once the first round is in play, um, you know, they update, you know, as soon as a match finishes, probably about two minutes later, that result is put into the live PDF draw and you can start to see that picture um, update in real time as we sort of progress through the tournaments. And that's, you know, it's not only for ATP, WTA events, that's now ITF events, challenger events, and also the slams will all have those live PDF draws. Honestly, on I swear on on twen- tennis Twitter, the the clamor for PDF draws is the appetite is so huge, and I feel like it's been like it's been huge for like so long, and it's just so hard to find a you know a proper kind of PDF. So it's honestly really kind of helpful, particularly for our episodes. You know, we do our kind of scripts on on Sunday evenings, and we always kind of go to the the PDF draw, save it, and then put it in our script. So it's obviously really really kind of handy you know talking just kind of talking about the you know the level you go into you know you said you kind of go down all the way into kind of challenger levels all the way up um to kind of grand slams i mean with regards to kind of that data is that like is it all this is it all the same or is it is it harder to get from from different places and you know i guess you can get sort of different levels of data i guess uh you know depending on how kind of high profile the the match is how do you sort of make sure that you're kind of giving a, I guess a consistency across all of the like across all of the different sorts of types of, of tennis events that go on throughout the season yeah and it, it, it really comes down to the data provider you go with so um, like I was saying with that earlier data provider we had they had really good coverage for um, tour level events and grand slams um, and you know had match stats and everything like that but then when we got into challenger events ITF events um, you know there, there weren't any match stats um, the level of data for the player profiles really wasn't there. And so it was really a, a decision of, you know, do we want to purely provide, you know, a really immersive experience for the tour or do we want to try and, you know, create that full picture from ITF through to slam? Um, and the decision was, yes, we do want to do that. And so then it was a case of going, okay, now we need to find someone who has the data um, which left us with a couple of options. So the data certainly is out there. It's just a case of, you know, um, you certainly have to pay quite a bit more to get that level of data. But, you know, I think I think it's really important, you know, if we're covering ITF matches to have the match stats with it. Otherwise, it's kind of an incomplete picture that you're providing. Definitely. And, you know, I also got to say in terms of, uh, you know, not just kind of the, the the language, but also the the visuals as well. You know, I remember you know, using other tennis apps uh, pre tennis live scores and, you know, the player, the photo of the player would be wrong or there would be no, there'd be no image available. So I really like how you kind of brought in the sort of visual aspect of it as well, which I didn't actually think you got as much. Or, or at all, really, with the, the 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 ATP and WTA kind of live scores app. I mean, how does how does that work in terms of obviously we've kind of spoken about the data, but how do you kind of bring in the the imagery, I guess, of the all the all the players as well? Yeah, and it's a really fine balance because especially in an app like this, there's a lot of data being presented, and so you know mm. one of the best things about the old app was that it was so simple and easy to sort of you know scroll through that data. Um, 
And so for us, it's really been a case of trying to figure out, okay, like I, th- I think it would be nice to, you know, include some images in some places like on the voting cards and stuff like that. Mm. Um, but making sure it doesn't take away, you know, from the experience. So that's why um, I think a couple of weeks ago we released, you know, the abilities to sort of customize the app a bit more um, in the sense that you can now sort of have, you know, legacy style or you can have visual style um, and giving people a bit more freedom to choose, you know, whether they are seeing pictures or whether they're really just data focused. Yeah, no, it's it's been really, uh, really, really useful. The other kind of mode I've really enjoyed is you've got a spoiler, a spoiler free mode, um, which I had never even, you know, I had never even considered was uh, an option. And, you know, I, I turned it on just to see what it was like. And yeah, it just, it just gave a completely kind of new, perspective i think to kind of tennis matches and it was it was it was really good given we can't always sort of i guess you know watch tennis by the by the minute i mean with regards to that was that sort of a a light bulb moment or you know had you seen it somewhere else before and it was you sort of took that as kind of inspiration how did how did that come about yeah i'd seen it before in a um sports streaming um platform and really enjoyed it in the sense that um you know, sometimes you want to go and watch sport after it's finished. And obviously, mm. if you see the result, it kind of ruins it. Um, and so they had the spoiler mode where basically all you could see was, you know, the schedule or the carousel of matches and then you could start playing and they made sure that the score never showed up um, in its final result. Um, and it, yeah, it kind of just clicked. I was like, yeah, this does actually make sense in the sense that you may want to go through the schedule and see how, you know, the play is progressing for the day. But um, you don't necessarily actually want to see the scores yet. Um, so yeah, it just made sense to bring it in. And yeah, there's certainly been some really positive feedback around it. Yeah, it's definitely been one of the features, certainly, as I said, there's just been, there's just so much tennis to keep on top of that sometimes you just need a little bit of a, a little bit of a moment just to kind of put things on pause. And I think that's what's kind of really nice about it is that you can, yes, you can sort of say, up to date by the you know by the second or whatever with with live score data but you can also have it on a bit of a a delayed feed as well let's just kind of talk about the you know the the future kind of ambitions you know you've brought in you know lots of new features that have been great as you said the stream tab has been kind of really helpful for for fans um you know what's kind of on your what's kind of in your immediate horizon and what's kind of on your sort of long-term goals in terms of the app so there's there's lots of things we're working on. Um, there's a couple of features in the app that are hidden that are actually sort of ready to pull the trigger on. Um, we're just sort of waiting for the right time. Um, I'll leave the tease at that. But, um, yeah, I mean, there's certainly um, a lot of things that are sort of on my list of things that I think would be really cool to bring in. Um, it's just making sure if we do that, that it doesn't sort of detract from the core experience, which is that live score experience. Um, so yeah, lots of things, I guess, in the works and we're just sort of figuring it out as we go at the moment for a couple of things. And I mean, I, I think the app is a very much a one-stop shop. You know, you've pretty much got everything going on and obviously it sounds like you're got a lot of plans for you know things to come um in the future or the near future and um yeah like joel said the spoiler mode for me fantastic i would never have thought to have that on and it's really cool so um do you see um you know the other apps that are out there kind of taking a leaf out of your back or out of your book do you think are you are you worried perhaps that there might be a rival to emerge because i do think you're you know you're so innovative with 
the features of of the tennis app um do you think that this is going to be like the future and will there be others on the market soon that kind of aim to do what you're doing um, I don't know if there'll be too many new ones that come in. Certainly there's, you know, a lot of um, really good apps in the space at the moment that cover scores. Um, so things like um, Resultina, I really like. It's just got like so much information, so much unique information as well. Um, and the other one I really like is Live Tennis Rankings, which just provides like an unreal level of coverage for rankings. Um, but I mean, at the core of it, the key thing, you know, that we wanted to do was really just, you know, I guess, elevate that experience for people following tennis. And so if overall the experience gets better for everyone across all apps, then that's sort of mm. mission accomplished for us. Yeah, for sure. And are you working on anything else? So is this your like main, main job? Like is your focus completely on the tennis app or do you kind of you know, you said you work in the app space. Do you have like lots of apps on the go? <laughs> yeah. So this, this isn't my main job. Um, so <laughs> yeah, so um, we do, you know, put a bit of time into this at the moment and certainly getting it up and running. Um, but yeah, this is not the, I guess the main thing I focus on at the moment. Um, you know, potentially it will be down the line depending on what we do with it. Um, but yeah, certainly for the moment it's, um, it's a hobby project, but it's certainly starting to eat up a lot of my time, which I enjoy, to be honest, because I like tennis. So it's kind of doesn't really feel like too much work. <laughs> no, fair, fair, absolutely fair enough. Um, we do have some listener questions uh, for you um, with regards to um, with regards to you and your sort of tennis background. Um, we had Ben uh, get in touch with us on email and he had a question for you. And it was this. Um, if you could change one thing in tennis, what would it be? Ooh, um, <laughs> a big question. That's a loaded question. Um, <laughs> I, mm, I guess it would be something to do with um, prize money. So, I guess the thing that I personally see is kind of difficult in tennis, which you know is the way the sport's designed, is that it's purely a prize money based. Um, salary so you know if you don't perform you don't get any money which you know it does make sense to a degree but it makes it really hard to sort of break through um when you're sort of you know playing those itfs week in week out and you have you know significant overheads but not really getting enough income to cover it so it doesn't really create i guess the opportunity for um all parts of society i guess to access the sport professionally um i don't know what the solution is it's obviously a really tricky situation but yeah i guess something sort of in that space um you know whether it's a sort of you know whether you can do some sort of teams event or something like that at the lower levels to sort of you know bring people into professional teams give them a base salary but then provide i guess the opportunity for them to get a bit more match play get some points and sort of i guess the pathway to get into those challenger tours it's interesting because you talk about kind of having the the pdf draws on access in the app and obviously you can see that the prize money for each of the rounds kind of reached at the the bottom of the document and i'm always i sometimes a bit curious and go on to like singles qualifying for you know a challenger or whatever and it's it's sort it is it is farcical sometimes i've got to be honest um and you do wonder it's like how how can people sustain a living on that that amount of, of prize money so it's, it's really interesting point and it's certainly something that yeah, it doesn't feel like there's a silver bullet at the moment, but it certainly feels like something that needs to needs to evolve over time. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the other thing as well is that um, I think the level of coverage over the Challenger Tour could be, you know, a lot better in terms of, 
Um, like I didn't even realize until the start of this year that they do live free streams for all the matches. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, things like that where, you know, it's not necessarily, it's kind of hidden in a part of the ATP website, but um, something that, you know, the level of quality on challenger matches is high. Like, you know, you had Vavrenka, Andy Murray playing it last year. Um, there's not, you know, it's not nobody's on this tour. Um, and, you know, it just feels like there's a lot more visibility that could come in at that level, which then would, you know, ideally create, I guess, more interest um, globally in the tour, which, you know, increases revenue, which increases prize money. But yeah, it's certainly a very complicated situation. Yeah, definitely. I think they could definitely make a lot more of that and publicizing it. And like you said, that would hopefully bring, you know, the income to those events and then down to the the players to make it a bit more, you know, a level playing field uh, as you go down, you know, in the rankings. Um, but we also have another listener question for you, Lewis. Uh, this one's from Jess. A uh, bit more of a, perhaps a personal question uh, specific to your preferences. And she said, when there is unrestricted travel in the world again, wouldn't that be lovely? Um, what tennis tournament would you like to go to and why? Hmm. Um, good question. Probably. <laughs> You're going to say a challenge. Is it going to be a challenger tournament? Yeah, that would, that would be a brand, <laughs> wouldn't it? Um, yeah, I'll say like ITF. Um, I'd really like to go to, I think, the US Open just to get into Arthrash Stadium, given how big it is um would really like to go there obviously would like to go to Wimbledon stuff like that um but very tricky by the sound of it to get in especially this year um but yeah I think the US Open would probably be top of my list at the moment and in terms of tennis players and your your favorite tennis player I did notice you were wearing an RF white cap when you came into the the chat room for our uh for our passing shot meets is are you a Fed fan is is Roger Federer kind of your sort of player that you kind of grew up with and is one of one that you kind of look to and uh, is your sort of favorite player on tour yeah for sure so I personally play with a one-handed backhand so it's uh <laughs> it's, it's a lot of inspiration coming from the backhand have you modeled it on Roger Federer I try to but unfortunately it's a piece of that. um but yeah he's been the sort of player I guess I followed um on the pro tour the most since i started following it which was sort of back in i think 2008 2009 when he was sort of really at the peak and you know breaking the records in 2009 um but yeah i mean obviously really enjoy him haven't had much of him for the last you know 14 16 months um so keen to see him back this week but um starting to really enjoy i guess um you know, the, the fabled next gen as well. Um, I really enjoy Shapovalov in terms of just, you never know really what's going to turn up. I know. <laughs> He's such a talent to watch, isn't he? But yeah. It's just like... Yeah, it's kind of exciting at the same time. You can just see yeah. that, you know, that scream on one point and then complete composure the next. So um, starting to, yeah, really enjoy people like him. One last question from us, Lewis, and this has got nothing to do with tennis. So we ask this of all our guests and um, it's a very British based question because we are a very British podcast uh, and we love our tea here at the Passing Shots. Um, I noticed you have a massive cup of coffee, but are you are you a tea drinker as well? Is there a particular uh, type of tea that you have a preference for or, or is it a no go for you? I'm not a sort of English breakfast kind of person, but I will occasionally have a sort of green tea, which is pretty pretty boring, unfortunately. But um, yeah, that's probably the only tea I really dabble into. I'm, I'm a pretty hardcore coffee drinker. 
<laughs> no, well, green tea, lots of antioxidants, very good for you. So um, <laughs> we will add that to the Passing Shop brew board. So we ask all our guests and uh, we have a little brew board uh, for that. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a big green tea fan myself. I like a bit of censure as well. So um, yeah, fantastic. And um, just before we uh, let you go and get on with your day, um, we mentioned this earlier, but for anyone who wants to follow uh, what you're doing, the tennis app, who wants to get in touch, uh, where can they do so? Yeah, easiest place to go is downloadtennis.com. So download tennis, tennis, the full word. Um, and you can find the app there. You can find all of our social handles there. Um, and yeah, it's just a really easy way to, I guess, find everything that we're up to and get in touch with us. Yes, thank you. And we will put the link to the Tennis Live Scores app in the description as well. Uh, Lewis, it's been great having you on. Uh, I really appreciate you coming on and spending the time with us. We're excited, obviously, going to kind of partnership with you and kind of uh, kick that off uh, with our kind of Roland Garros kind of round by round coverage uh, later on this month. So um, it's been an absolute pleasure and, and thanks for coming on. No, thanks very much for having me, guys. And yeah, look, super excited to... um work with you guys on this one and sort of, you know, create a platform for um, podcasters and get it sort of out in front of our user base. So really pumped to see how this goes. Great stuff. And listeners, we will be back for another catch up, probably for Roland Garros, actually, I think, and previewing the French Open. So I hope you can join us for that. In the meantime, I hope you're safe and well wherever you are in the world. And we will see you again soon. softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.